Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Welcome to another Yellow Army close season podcast, Richard. We're um, do we know anything this week? Uh, do we ever know anything? No, that's <laughs> very, very true. There's there's no uh, beach huts today. No beach huts. We're no. indoors today. Nice out there. Though. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is. Um, yeah, yeah, people keep stopping me and saying, "What do you know? What have you heard? There must be something." There must, but that's I not. Had a the phone way. call a couple of days ago. Come on, mate. There must be something you know. Yeah, off that's... the record. Off the record. No, I don't know anything. Gary is Gary's off the records. Aren't aren't very. Off the record, if you know what I mean, they're mm. ju- they're just something you don't get anything from Gary. You know that. Yeah. So people are just we we're gonna have to be patient. People are gonna have to be patient. We'll speculate a Trust little bit me. later in the podcast. Trust me, he says. Trust me and enjoy the sunshine. Yeah. He says. No, he says on the back of the page, the, the back page of the Herald this week. Trust me, says Gary, as fans play waiting game, and I think waiting game is the the the, the right term for it because uh, the game will be Buckland. It will, yeah. and yeah, the, the Buckland. If they don't unveil some new players against Buckland, as I said to um, to Nick Broderick yesterday, we might as well all take our boots. So I'm taking mine anyway. <laughs> so not football boots, so just uh, Wellington just boots, and uh, it's going to be dry. So yeah, we have. Let's be honest. There is little actual concrete stuff to discuss, but that doesn't stop us, Rich. Does it? Never stops us. Filling a podcast. We have Nick Broderick on the podcast yeah, this week good, from good, the Talking United Supporters Nick, Trust. Nick, didn't you? Yeah. Chat with yeah. Nick. Um, very interesting, as you'll hear in a minute. Um, always, always entertaining column every week in the paper. profusely yeah. for his column in the paper, um, which is always a good read. We'll talk about uh, talk about that after Nick. Um, we'll talk about walking football and the dangers thereof, and we will indulge in some ill-informed speculation about players who might be coming to play more off the record off the record yeah but um, we'll be back with all of that on the other side of nick broderick i'm joined today by nick broderick from the talkie united supporters trust nick welcome to the uh, yellow army podcast good to have you along is it sunny and warm where you are Perfect. You're not heading off to the Glastonbury Festival or anything this weekend, are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. I'll watch some of it on TV, though, when it comes along. All good stuff. Uh, Nick, you're also a columnist with the Herald Express. Your latest column is in this week's paper as well. I'd like to talk to you a little bit about the Trust, but first of all, Nick, tell me about your, your Talkie United history. When did you first come to come to Plainmore? When did you become a Yellows fan? Really? Um, yeah. My father was a bank manager and he was moved to uh, Fleet Street to run what became Barclays Bank. And uh, I went to the first match I went to was the FA Cup third round Spurs game. Wow, what a game to start with. Uh, the very first match, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it was 21,000 people inside Playmore. Yeah. Which is amazing when you think that now the capacity is only six and a half. Did, did, it's virtually the same ground. Did you go, <laughs> um, did you go yeah, away it was, thinking... It was a fantastic occasion. And um, with Robin Stubbs, 
captivating. And um, Robin Stubbs became my um, hero of the of the hour and yeah. of the period. And uh, lo and behold, uh, he now sits right behind me in the director's box at home matches uh, in the family stand. It's come full circle. Did did you go away from that game thinking it was always going to be like that though? Uh, well, I wished. Like every every Yellow Army fan wishes that every fantastic game uh, translates into the next and the next and the next. But uh, yeah. yeah, football's not like that, as we know. Robin is a fabulous bloke as well, isn't he? Robin, Robin's a good guy. They oh, say- it's great fun, and we have uh, great chats with him uh, before, during, and after matches. So yeah. yes. They, they say you they say you should never meet your heroes, but you make an exception for Robin, don't you? That was a good team, wasn't it? I I mean, as that team developed through the late 60s, that was a really good Torquay United team as well. I I started in about 67. I can't remember my first game, but I was a a couple of years behind you, Nick. Yeah, well, if you ask me my favourite sort of Torquay United years, I think I would have to say the Franco Farrell years, like 68, 69. Yeah. I mean, you know, with all those ex-West Ham favourites, John Bond, Ken Brown, Tony Scott. Oh, I mean, the list just goes on and on, really. I mean, it was uh, fantastic. Even with some of the teams that we've had in more recent years, and we've talked a lot in the last couple of weeks about Leroy's team, um, the, the late 60s side takes some beating, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'd love to see them playing again. <laughs> would be great. Uh, that would be really a, a, a money spinner if they were all available. <laughs> Sadly, some of them have passed on. Indeed. And I, I was going to ask the flip side of the coin as well, and, and the reason why we all love being Torquay United fans is that you have the lows, you have the highs. I mean, we've had some bad times as well, Nick. You must, um, you you must look back without mentioning any names, but you know there there was that time when you know things things looked as if we were going to the wall, didn't they? It, it it's quite a recovery that the club has had in recent years. Oh gosh, um, there's, there's been too many ups and downs, and uh, probably more downs than ups. I think. It is it through thick and thin as well. Now, the, tell me a little bit about the supporters trust, Nick, and how you made the the change from being a terrorist supporter to actually thinking, you know, what I want to take more of an active role here. Well, it started about four years ago uh, when I joined the trust as a member. Uh, at that particular time, there were concerns about the new ownership of a club. And the trust held an open meeting, which I attended. Uh, and as a result of that, I became a member. Uh, and then not long after that, there was a vacancy on the board. And um, since I'm retired as a headmaster, I decided um, I could offer my help. I'd uh, been a supporter. I mean, I've been a season. T- um, well, I've been a season ticket holder for. 30, nearly 30 years. Uh, I used to live up in Berkshire and drive mm-hmm. to home matches on Saturdays and Tuesdays 
That's a long trip. That is a long trip. It was, trip. yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, again, there were there were good good afternoons and good evenings and sad ones and not very good ones. Um, but I decided that I thought I would like to give something back to the football club, and I felt I could do that through joining the uh, supporters trust. Uh, so I joined the board. Uh, it wasn't long after that that I was made appointed the supporter liaison officer, which mm-hmm. I still am. And um, not long after that, we helped to set up and I led the Match Day Ambassadors, which we ran successfully throughout the National Self-Promotion Championship season. Yeah. Uh, we also then, with the help of the Community Sports Trust, uh, started to run fan zones with Speed Goal and other football entertainment uh, before matches, which were very popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sadly, um, the club decided that they wanted to end both um, without any particular reasons. Uh, and so we still yeah. advocate that as trust trust board, we would love to see the match day ambassadors return. I think a lot of fans would welcome their return. Yeah. Uh, and we also would love to restart the fan zones before matches. Um, so the, those are sort of like a couple of aims, if you like, that we have yeah. currently at the moment. It's it's an interesting relationship that you have with the club, isn't it? You you're kind of I, I think the phrase they use in business is a friendly critic, isn't it? You, you you're you're not always on the same hymn sheet, if you like, as the club, and you're not afraid to um to let the club know when uh, when things are not going the way uh, the way they should. Yeah, that's right. I think our remit. Um, is to look after our members. Um, we have around about 380 members at the moment who are trust members. Uh, that's a, a growing number, by the way. It's been increasing during this year. Um, and so we have them to think about. Um, yeah. Certainly problems about ticketing, the new ticketing arrangements that came in at the beginning of last season caused a lot of upset. So we acted on their behalf and helped to make some changes. Yeah. Um, we also are trying very hard to uh, mend bridges with the club. Uh, it would be true to say that our current relationship is strained Yeah. Uh, at the moment, but um, we've been heavily involved in the government's fan-led review. Yes, yeah. And five of us earlier this year travelled to London to meet Tracy Crouch, who chaired the panel looking into football's governance and uh, helped sort of put various items into the recommendations that uh, are now waiting a white paper to see how much further um, yeah. a review can go. Interesting. I mean, it's interesting... The, the German model in some ways of getting fans more involved in their clubs. But uh, it, it, if you're a terrorist supporter, if you stand on the pop side, what, what can you, uh, what can you achieve by joining the trust? I mean, what, why should I join the trust? What, what's, um, you know, what's in it for the fans? Well, I think it's um, stability. I think you'd yeah. find that the trust would um, support anything that they felt that they needed to ask the club about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's our remit to 
uh, help the community in every sense. So um, we are very much a community organisation. We want to um, represent the Yellow yeah. Army uh, with the club whenever there's an issue that arises. Absolutely, that, um, yeah. An individual supporter or a group of supporters would like some help with. And how do people join the Trust? How, how do people go about it? Well, it's uh, on our website. And it's very easy. Um, there are, there's information there about uh, what you need to do. Basically, for 50p a week uh, membership, <laughs> um, you can have reliability that we are going to represent you uh, for everything that you would like us to do in our relationship with the club. Good stuff. Nick, let's look forward for a moment to the new season. Um, I know you, you, you've indulged in a little bit of it in your column in the paper this week, but uh, with Gary is, is very confident that everything is in hand. He wants us all to enjoy the sunshine, which we have been doing, obviously. But there are some interesting names being mentioned, aren't they? I know you mentioned this week that this lad, Kieran Evans, um, who seems to be social media linked with us from Cardiff. There's a Michael Kelly, a defender from Eastleigh, who's mentioned this morning as a possibility. Of course, this striker, Tony Lee, down at Poole, who's scoring all these goals. Are you excited for the new season, Nick? I am, yes. Uh, when you think that um, the fixtures are out next Wednesday, yeah. so that's always a, a, a great moment. I always feel that uh, you can then start to plan ahead. So which, which matches are you going to perhaps travel away to, to watch and which big sides? Uh, coming down to play more and hopefully bigger crowds to uh, yeah. increase the attendance. So yeah, uh, the fixtures coming out next week. Um, pre-season friendly follows pretty close after. There's a pre-season friendly on mm. the Friday next week at, at Buckland where I believe it's possible we might be able to see some of the new new players that we're desperately waiting to hear about. I think I think we're bound to. If there aren't new players there, we'd better take our boots, Nick, I think. <laughs> Nick, love, lovely to chat to you. The trust, obviously, the trust is doing great work behind the scenes uh, at Torquay and, and you've just heard how easy it is to join and have your say in, in what's going on at Playmore. Uh, and Nick, thank you for your excellent column in the paper every week. Much appreciated. Keep up the good work, Nick. Nice. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Lovely to speak to you. Okay, nice to talk to you, guys. Thanks very much. Thank you. Right. Good to chat to Nick. Yeah. Um, always see him on. He's one of those people you always see on a match day. If we come into the ground in that corner, yeah. down by the pie store, yeah. you always come in. And it's always good to have a chat with Nick. He always knows what's going on. He's always got an opinion about what's going on at Torquay. Sits in front of the chairman or the chairman's box, doesn't he? And uh, yeah. and, and has chats with people there. So he's got his, he's got his ways and means of, of, of getting info. So, and it, as I say, it's always a really good column. Uh, he... You know, he, he goes quite deep into things yeah. and, uh, yeah. The Trust is an interesting body, isn't it? Because it's, people think it's just part of Talk United, but it very much isn't. So no, no. It's, 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 it's the friendly critic, 
but you know they don't always see eye to eye with the club and they're not backwards about saying so especially during previous incarnations of, mm. of the club yeah there, there were there were some big um battles but um and, and, and you know Clark Osborne is a tough man to pin down yeah. he stays silent very silent and just gets on with it and uh that can that can be difficult for for, for a, a supporters trust that wants kind of engagement, can't yeah, it? Yeah. So I mean, they've done they've done well to do what they have so far. They've had a couple of setbacks, as Nick was talking about. You know, they used to do this match day ambassadors thing with yeah. the fan zone. Yeah. Uh, but that fell out of favour with the club for some reason, and they don't do that yeah. anymore. Uh, it'd be great to get that back. There was a little bit of extra engagement. Something for the kids to do on the way into the ground. Yeah. Uh, it would be nice to see that come back, wouldn't it? Especially now that we're moving beyond the COVID where people can gather. There's no reason not to have um, you know, people gathering outside the ground anymore. Uh, that's a rapid train of thought as well. Nothing to do with anything that Nick said. But I wonder if that means Gilbert's coming back sometime. What, the furry beast? The f- indeed. The, the feathery the, beast. The feathery beast himself. feathery beast. He was shelved, wasn't he, during COVID because uh, they didn't want people mingling and Didn't we see him that. somewhere recently? <laughs> you sure he didn't dream? No, it? this is not a dream, yeah. actually. It could be a dream. You've been dreaming you know about what? Gilbert the Gull. It could be you? a dream. Um, I, 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 there must have been something going on somewhere... Uh, Sometime oh, he was on. They were down at um, Tor Abbey Meadows. Tor Abbey Meadows. That's they? right. Yeah, and I saw the tweet uh, of a picture, and Gilbert was in it. So, ladies and gentlemen, Gilbert is back. I thought it was going to be one of those things, but I was there. I was at Glastonbury Festival, and Gilbert was on the main on the pyramid stage. Yeah, or something that, like that. I only went that to Glastonbury in 1989. Did you? I've never been. I went to 1989 when it was. Uh, a completely different beast yeah, than, than it is now. I think there were three stages. Yeah. yeah. Who was headlining? Can you remember? Yes. Um, and this is a bone of contention to me. It annoyed the hell out of me. When Beyonce yeah. headlined Glastonbury, what was it, five years ago or whatever? Like yeah. All the stories in the media were how she was the first ever woman headliner. However... However, I saw Suzanne, Suzanne Vega on the, on the Pyramid stage headlining in 1999. They all seemed to completely ignore that fact just, to, just so that they could use the story that Beyonce was the first female headliner. I, I just, it really annoyed me. You, it really it? annoyed me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just don't, I, I don't understand why a whole section of the media just yeah. went with the story without actually... Without checking. Without checking. Without fact-checking. Without fact-checking. Fact-checking is dead. <laughs> There you go. This is the podcast that goes to unexpected places, yeah. isn't it? Glastonbury. I've never been. I feel like I ought to go. I'm getting a bit I wouldn't old go for now. it. Now, I wouldn't go now. It's, it's just full of Londoners taking their, their houses down for the weekend, isn't it? There's a co-op on site nowadays. I think there probably is. There is. There is a co-op on site. You, 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 There's oh. enough stuff going on on the, the peripheral stages. Yeah, maybe. Interested maybe. Yeah. Yeah, we, we shall see. It's wall to wall on the telly this weekend anyway. Let's get back to football. Um... We'll be patient. We don't. Yes, we will. We're not. But we are going to throw a name in because our colleagues at Wales Online, uh, which is one of the one of our stable of websites. Two years ago, Danny Danny Wright moment, isn't it? When someone else reported it. Someone else reports it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, They have reported as incontrovertible fact that Kieran Evans, a young lad from Cardiff City, is coming on loan, Mm. long term loan, possibly a season loan. Yeah, probably. Uh, And he would be interesting, wouldn't he? 
Well, you've just explained, you, you know a bit more about, you've been clinking, clinking. Yeah, I didn't mean to do that, Sorry, I was fidgeting. <laughs> I've got a story about clinking, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, did, I did one of the last ever interviews with um, with Kenneth Wollstonehome at Talk United. I still yeah. have it on yeah. mini disc. He died not long after. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a man who who was was you know a, a consummate broadcaster throughout yeah. his entire career, and we sat at the Talk United boardroom table, uh, and he had a cup of tea, and he spent half the interview clinking the, the cup with his pen. Did he? Did he? It was almost as if he meant to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Uh, it was interesting. I just thought I mean, he was getting on then, and uh, you know, bless him, he, he didn't have much time left, and maybe he just wasn't thinking straight. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was. It was. It was interesting. I've got that somewhere. That interview, and I we should, should actually. We should. We, we should, should get that, that out. Yeah, let's should, do that yeah. before the season starts. I've got a mini disc player anymore. We'll find a way. Yeah, we will find back a way. Back to Mr. Evans. Back to Mr. Evans. Kieran Evans. He's not Welsh, is he? With a name like he Evans. is. Funnily enough, he had, he's very similar to Conor Lemonhay Evans. In fact, uh, but, but a shorter name. Thank shorter Crikey. name. Shorter. Less letters on the back of the shirt. Uh, he's a Wales youth international. Yeah, of course, as Conor has been. Uh, he's a midfielder. Mm-hmm. Another correlation there as well. He's twenty years old. Uh, Cardiff presumably have got to clear some players out to make room for Gareth Bale in his golf club. <laughs> yeah. He played five games in the Championship for Cardiff which last is, year, which is good. Which is good. He played another five games on loan out at Linfield, which mm-hmm. is a good standard as well. Um, he scored loads of goals in Cardiff's under 18s according to Wales Online. Okay. And as I say, he's a Wales Youth International. He we've sounds some, like a Gary kind of yeah, a player. Yeah, we've had some decent. Good Welsh players, haven't we? I'm thinking we of the lad who ended up in France. Yes, Rhys Healy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two, some good, um, some good Welsh lads. Actually, Rhys Healy, I don't think he's a Welshman. He played for Cardiff. Oh, is he not? But I think he's as Welsh as I am, which is not terribly Welsh. But you're all. a Welsh fan. I am indeed. Yeah. So this would be an interesting signing, wouldn't he? He sounds exactly the kind of player mm. that Gary likes to have around. He does. He he sounds. I mean, you. you Hit the nail on the head. He does sound like a Gary player. Yeah, yeah. Um, didn't he play golf? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Gary. <laughs> you fool, Hughes. Um, um, he does sound like exactly the type of player that Gary likes. Yeah. And um, I think uh, you know we 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 don't want to annoy Gary by. Um, necessarily going too big on speculation, but no. when but when Wales online basically take it from the horse's mouth, then then you know they they you say know, it's a done deal. They know they know their stuff, and uh, what do they know? And uh, and I guess we have to accept that that's that that's happening. So so that's good. That's that's a good thing. Gary did say to me during during the interview that I did with him uh, for the back of the paper that he does have players. Yeah. Doing. The pre-season yeah. routine or the program, in other words, you know they're doing runs at home, and that's being monitored by by miraculous technology these days that you can. Do you see. think they've all got those GPS things? I'm sure they have, and, the and, and um, I suspect um, Aaron Downs's phone is linked up to them all. Yeah. So if they if they wander into a Nando's or something like that, <laughs> or uh, or spend. A, a few hours. I think in, they. Uh, I think they can probably turn it on and off. But I think they have. Aaron I, will know. Yeah, he I, will know. Yeah, there's a Nando's alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A piri piri alert. Um, Aaron's phone will go ping. Yeah. <laughs> there is. Um, uh, there, there is obviously an advantage uh, uh, of of Aaron being able to see that they've done 
what they are being asked to do. Yeah. So I'm sure yeah. they'll turn it on, do their runs, mm-hmm. um, etc. And uh, Aaron can see that and, and probably analyse what they've done as well. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting stuff. I'm sure I'm sure Dave Smith didn't have to deal with that back uh, in the eighties. I was just gonna say football's changed, hasn't <laughs> it? You know, it, players would go off for the preseason and they the manager would read the riot act yeah. on the last day of the season and don't come back half a stone <laughs> yeah. overweight. Uh, and then he'd just have to leave them to their own devices. Um, mm. But now the devices are um, <laughs> uh, sort of carried yeah, very on nice. their person, nice aren't they? I think it's, uh, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, so we know that there are players that we've yeah. not seen before that yeah. as yet don't know who they are that are doing the programme, the, the, the pre-season programme, or the summer programme, ready for pre-season, which is not far off. It's not far off. It's no, this next next week they come back yeah. into training, don't yeah. they? Yeah. So I've got I've got two weeks of holiday coming up now. I know I was away last couple of weeks ago, but that was that was for for family reasons. Yes. Um, I've now got two weeks holiday. I feel like I've done one week of work, and it's it's. You never. I feel, I feel a bit days. embarrassed oh. about it. Really, I'm not not working these days. Don't be. Be sure. But um, do you, while I'm away, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue writing for the the talky stuff for the paper. I think uh, just because of the timing. It is. Yeah, we were going to go to Tenerife, but that got shelved because uh, we, we we left it too late, really. And then all the planes started going up the creek, and we thought, mm, yeah, let's not worry about that for this year. It's going to be a bit touch and go, yeah. isn't it? Um, another player. I'm just going to throw this player okay. in because all right. lo- it mentioned on social media the other day a defender called Michael Kelly who has left Eastley, who people who know everything online okay, say he's yeah. talky bound. Okay, well, he may so, well be, but then again, he may well not. I like to get these names in, though, yeah. because when they do arrive, we can say, you heard it here first. So yeah. if we just just fire some random names in Machine Gun podcast, Kelly. Absolutely, Machine Gun Kelly. We shall call him that <laughs> if he arrives as a defender from Eastleigh. Yeah. Um, and, and the other one, of course, is is, is the, 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 the fella that um, we were speculating about, what, three or four weeks ago, Tony. Tony Lee. Tony Lee. Tony Lee is a 1980s footballer's name. The pool hot yeah, shot. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think he's probably maybe one of the, the, the lads who's currently linked by phone to Mr. Downs. Would be great though, wouldn't yeah. it? it? But the excitement... So there's three there, there's three. Yeah. And can I throw another one into the hat? Yeah. There's been no news about Stephen Warren going anywhere no. yet. That Which can be, only be a good thing. That would be such a good yeah. signing. That genuinely would be a marquee signing. Yeah. That would make other teams in the league sit up and look a little bit. Yeah. It would please the fans. It's a long way for him to, 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 to move. However, he it did seem like he enjoyed his time here. Yeah. Um, he's a young lad, so he's probably not got a family to drag down with mm-hmm. him or leave behind. Um, and... He probably feels he's got a little bit of unfinished business because he yeah. he left a couple of games early because of an injury. He did. He said some very nice things as well, didn't he? Afterwards, yeah. he appreciated the fact that he arrived. He was talkified mm. by Gary and Aaron, mm. and they had confidence enough in him to put him straight in. Oh, uh, he was an unbelievably good signing. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I, I'm trying to think um, whether he came from Sunderland before Lee Johnson left or after. It might even have been after. I can't remember because Lee Johnson left a bit did, about midway, midway yeah. through the season. I'm not sure. I've well, got a feeling it was when Lee was there. Yeah, but, I, I but, but Lee, Lee left yeah. soon after. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'm surprised that they let him go. Mm-hmm. I thought he he had a bit about him, and yeah. uh, and maybe that they they might, you know, they're back in the championship. I know that, but they might have uh, have had a, another season looking at him. 
It's a big drop for him, but if he's looking to rebuild a career, yeah. there are worse things to do than, than be excellent in the National League for a season or two. Well, uh, you've got to say that three of our players have now moved into the league, yeah. uh, with uh, Joe Lewis also going to Stockport. And speculation about what that costs, by the way. Yeah, it's a, the figure of £50,000 has been bandied around, but not by anybody who actually knows what the figure is. No, because um, no one's going to tell us. Um, <laughs> that would be very what useful money Gary, for Gary did say to me uh, is that the add-ons are good. Good. And so, there may well be add-ons. Yeah. So you only need to look at Ollie Watkins, yeah. who went from Exeter City to Brentford when Brentford were in the championship. Yeah. Um their add-ons were good then. So they made some money out of Brentford Yeah. Uh, as he continued playing and doing well for them. Mm-hmm. But what was also good is they had an add-on add-on. Yeah. So yeah. When, when Watkins went to Villa from Brent, Brentford, Exeter City are still making money out of him. Don't they make money every time he plays for England? England games, like um, you know, amounts of goals. They, I, I, I don't know if it's been totted up, but they've probably made a killing on <laughs> on our Newton Abbott boy Ollie yeah. Watkins well it'd been I mean first of all good luck to Joe happy for him to get yeah, into I mean, the league um, wouldn't it be nice if we could reap some of the benefits I, I, I started the closed season by saying that he would be the one that we would desperately miss out of the three um, we all expected Connor to go um, and Armani and they got half decent moves yeah. as well so, so well done to them uh, because of the situation of Joe being under 24 and that meaning that there would have to be compensation, mm-hmm. we really didn't know what, what was going on with, with, with Joe until it became apparent that he had yeah. gone to um, Stockport for 50k. <clears throat> thereabouts. All thereabouts. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's far, we're probably completely wrong, I don't know. Um, the add-ons are good. We will miss him. But it is a new era. It's it a is. fresh era. As Gary said, he's got the buzz, he's yeah. ready, the players are ready, let's get back into it. Yeah. Just on Joe Lewis, interestingly, I was talking to my mate up in um, the Northwest who covers the football up there. He was very excited about Stockport signing Conor oh, really? Evans. But then yeah. I messaged him and said, Better player than Joe one, Lewis. You know, yeah. Conor Lemon Evans, yeah, great, he'll do a good job at Stockport, but you've got an even better player coming in Joe Lewis. Connor 11A Evans, I had a love-hate relationship with. He frustrated the hell out of me (laughs) so often. You can say it now. So often that it kind of spoiled the good things that he did, which which were a lot when you look back on it. But but falling down every time a a flower touched him and... um, Taking the extra touch all the time. Too many touches. He scored that (laughs) hat-trick with two goals that normally... He would have lost the ball by yeah. that time because he'd taken too many touches. He was frustrating and uh, I will miss him a little bit, but we nowhere said, near we? as we, much. We, as we said on the press bench at one of the games at the end of the season, I think I was trying to console you as you had your head in your hands at Conor Lemon and was missing <laughs> another chance. But but look at the stats. Look at the goals, yeah. the assists, the stats number of times. You know, he's, he's, but that, what that points to is that he could be even better if you yeah, really put his mind but to it. Do you know what? The, the problem with that is that who is the best at drumming stuff into people? He's not going to find a better manager than the one he's had for the last few Gary years. Gary Johnson is, is the yeah. man who can yeah. do that. 
And if he hasn't managed to stop him falling over at every breath of wind, <laughs> then um, he does who do can? Yeah. 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 I mean, there, are, there have been there were moments last year, and, and while he's been with us, and you know he will go down in history as one of one of our better players. But there are moments when. He was in good shooting positions, got a touch and went down. Yeah, yeah. To get the penalty, yeah. which didn't come because you know the referees were completely wise to him by yeah. then. Frustrating. Yeah. But there we go. As you say, we move on. We do move on. We, move we do. On. We do move on. A couple of interesting interviews on the club website uh, mm-hmm. with Olaf Casella and Alex yeah. Noyce. Yeah. Olaf's is very good, very good indeed. Uh, he's absolutely raring to go, and yeah. who, who can blame him? Well, I think he probably feels like he's, he's got away with one at the moment, because, mm. uh, you know, uh, I think we all thought that Olaf's time as a Talk United player was over, and he would probably end up at Tiverton or somewhere like that, and yeah. try and rebuild his career from there, yeah, because still, it is possible. Yeah, he's still uh, a young lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, no, he's got another chance, and good on him. But, uh, I mean, I... Load of shorthand here, which I made from the thing. But Proper last, journalism. Last year, he said, is what I needed, playing week in and week out. Um, and the COVID, lovely line, you can't control the uncontrollable, he says. Has, he been, nice. has he been reading Donald Rumsfeld quotes? I think that's, that's, that's <laughs> inspirational, that one. But the other line in there, which I hadn't realised, uh, is that he's now the second longest serving member of the place. Is he really? Oh, no. Ace of Hall Ace must of Hall. be. Yeah. Now I yeah, haven't yeah, looked yeah. that up, but it must yeah, be. Yeah, must be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Olaf has been around the club for a long time, yeah. and everybody, there's not one talky fan who isn't wishing him no. a great season. No, and and you know, um, I think I'm only going to echo what I said last season about this time last season. This season, he's really this got to grab it. it. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah, it yeah. for Olaf, and let's let's really hope it is. He's a lovely lad. He's a great player on his day. Gary clearly sees something in him mm. because that's two years in succession that we've all thought that's probably it for Olaf, but no, it isn't. Gary gives him another deal. Torquay are not a club who can loan out twenty-year-old players mm. uh, to to seven league teams uh, when they're twenty. You know, yeah. that's that's the eighteen, nineteen-year-old uh, bit of development, a bit of men's football instead of playing yeah. against boys. Um, learning the hard way you know mm. doing all that that he's now done that for a couple of seasons it's time for him to he to needs really, yeah he, really need, be, he needs he needs to be chance. first choice he's he got to be to first choice up. i look forward to seeing that alex Moyes as well we liked alex Moyes well we we do like alex Moyes a lot and he's i know maybe got another season of yeah and i know sean joyce likes yeah. alex Moyes. um whether he whether this season he will feature he did make his debut um yeah. at, at the end of the season whether he will feature this season, or he'll give him more time to go out alone. I know Sean Joyce would take him back like a shot. Yeah. Uh, anyone at that level would take an Alex Morris back like a shot. Um, yeah, that's interesting times. I can't finish this week without mentioning the walking football. Well, look, well just, just just while we're still talking about uh, talking, uh, interesting move for Niall Thompson Ooh. this week. Really? He's gone from Truro to you- Tiverton. After seven years. I was going to say, he's been at Truro a long time. And all, along with yeah. Jamie Richards, who also had a, a short period at, at Torquay. So, yeah, um, key players for, for yeah. Truro. And Niall, obviously, is very experienced these days. Yeah. He was a young lad when he was at Plainmore. Yeah. But he's key players for Truro over yeah. the last couple of seasons. Jamie Richards was captain. have gone from 
Truro to Tiverton, who are in the same division. So that be that's an interesting. That one. is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Is that does that signify a, a kind of a changing of the guard at Truro? I don't know. Um, I, I I'm yet to catch up with Paul Watton for the Cornish papers that I do, but I will do uh, soon. Um, we'll see that's what nice. he has to say. They have brought a couple of players in, but they've those are two key key players to lose. Um, Gary Warren. Yeah. Has gone to Scotland. Has he? He uh, was. Playing for Tiverton Town, obviously, um, for, still at 37, mm-hmm. um, and uh, was the under-18s coach. He's been uh, employed by Ross County as their mm-hmm. under-18s coach. Now, he has a history of re- around the area. Yeah. He's going to be playing for Inverness, not Caledonian Thistle, who he once captained, uh-huh. but, and I, I'm not even going to try and say it, because I can, but if, if, you, if you look at the, the tweets, you'll, you'll, find, you'll find the name of that Inverness <laughs> is it, team. Is it unpronounceable? Unpronounceable, uh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's gone, well, so that. he's gone to Ross County as their under-18s coach, so, so good luck with that, because that could be, I mean, you know, he's been, they, they really liked him at, um, yeah. at Tiverton, and um, I spoke to Scott Rogers this week, who said that they'll really miss him, um, and more than that, the under 18s are really missing because they because yeah. he worked really well with those he's kids. A cracking player. Yeah, well. and so I, shame, he's shame obviously we didn't get him a couple of years. Yeah, earlier, isn't it? and he's obviously got a lot of contacts in Scotland, so he's gone back to where he was yeah. captain in uh, Cali Fissel and uh, good on him. Yeah, so those those are the two little movements. Yeah, so, yeah, good stuff. Well, I was just all I was going to do was talk about the walking football. The reason that I haven't yet caught up with the legends of the Leroy era, although I did buy a ticket. Uh, it's because last Friday night we were playing. Yeah. Uh, it was the Devon County Cup uh, for the walking football and Torquay United's Yellows won it. They did. And look at that beautiful look picture that on the piece, back. Great picture. Don't they look like a fine body of men? Aren't they beautiful? Aren't they indeed? Uh, back page of the Herald Express. Nicely framed well. inside the goal mouth. Whoever took that photo did it very it well. McPhee. Was it? One. Yeah, Ali McPhee. Oh, uh, uh, Ali, if you're if you, Mr. WWW dot miraclepr.com man i'm sorry i didn't realize that he'd taken it and i haven't given you a credit you left it uh, you can off. you can sound off on a text i'm sorry about that it's a tough game though walking football i'm limping around today you've taken a knock guy a knock playing last night uh, and you're supposed to be doing a four mile run tonight i am it might be a very slow plot <laughs> but uh yeah i've seen i've seen the uh well, I, I've seen how it looks now. Apparently last night it was quite bad. Well, it was one of those weird ones. It was a collision between me and Paul, the window cleaner. Okay. Um, his is that, has he got window cleaner on the back, <laughs> on the back of his shirt? He should have, really, shouldn't he? He yeah. carries a bucket every day. <laughs> uh, his knee and my shin collided at um, some speakers, a closing so, come speed. On. That was this like, is walking football. I know, but... It, we, we, was it a jolted movement into each other or was it more of a, a, a well, coming I, together? I was... I was proceeding down what us old-fashioned footballers would call the inside left channel. It sounded like you're an old policeman talking about... (laughs) And somebody played a beautiful diagonal ball, and I'm thinking, this is just going to come across me, I'm going to curl it with my right foot into the far corner, it's going to be the goal of the night. It's got a goal of the year. Paul, of course, is defending and decides he's not going to let me do that, and a collision ensues. Okay. It was one of those, I looked down at my shin and calf and you could actually see it swelling. It was like a balloon going Ooh. up. Paul's knee was um, was in a bit of Ouch. a bad way as well. Ouch. Have um, you texted today to see how, how each of we, you are? Uh, we're fine. We're fine. It was completely accidental and we're both fine. Okay. But um, the swelling around my leg was quite alarming. Yeah, it's, 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 it's noticeable now, to be fair. 
but just shows you walking football is dangerous dangerous business yeah but yeah there you go we get careless we don't wear shin pads folks wear your shin pads if i've been wearing a shin pad it wouldn't be nearly so bad do you ever remember a goalkeeper called paul bostock who played for Boston United. Was he the pie-eating chap? No, he wasn't. No, no, no. no. He was. Uh, he 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 was playing for. Uh, he was getting on then, but he was playing for Boston United when, around that era, the Leroy era. Yeah. And he uh, hit the post with his head, trying to stop a beautiful Alex Russell uh, free kick, which actually yeah. went in, <laughs> and. I think it's Paul Paul Levy probably caught the caught the pictures of it, but within seconds he had a tomato. He had a bold head, didn't he? So it was yes, obvious. He did, that, yeah. And he yeah. had this kind of tomato. I remember now you mentioned it. That, yes, I that do it appeared on his forehead. Yeah. It was yeah. an extraordinary thing. Um, I mean, nowadays I think he carried on. He probably did. I yeah, mean, I nowadays you'd you'd be off for a concussion, and a government you know government advisors would be down to make sure that you know no protocols have been have been. Funnily enough, one of the girls in the Talking United women's team in that cup final at the end of last season did one of those. Right. And she came off. She was, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, she was, um, she got a, a, but it was one of those that you could, the human body's a strange thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. This thing just comes up and you think it's, but there you go. It's weird. Uh, anyway, well, I'm sorry I put you off your breakfast, everyone. Wear your shin pads, folks. That's the uh, safety message today. Perfect. I think we've taken up quite enough of your yeah. time today. It's a, it's a midsummer podcast. It's close season. There's no football to discuss. England haven't lost to anybody this week. The international season has finally finished. Yeah, and we're taking it a bit easy. I'm I'm not going to be around next Thursday, so you're going to try I'll and get find, a ghost, a, a ghost, find, a guest, a, a ghost. <laughs> I might find a ghost. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Um, yeah, we'll keep the podcast going through the summer. Training starts. We'll be out at yeah. Sydney before we know it. Yeah. How about that? It's going to be... It's exciting. It's getting exciting again. It is. It's it getting... is. This whole business of, of signing players yeah. and speculating about players and that first friendly out at Buckland, there'll be a big crowd out oh, there. I can't wait for that. It's Friday night. Beer, yeah. sun, Beer, players. Buckland, football. Oh, isn't it? Marvellous. <laughs> And we, as, as Ron Manager would do, we'll finish with the time-honoured Come, Come on, on, you yellows. yellows.